Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And, and this is the middle of May. This is when things just rocket off. So we think we are out of frost, at least at the lower elevations. Lower meaning anyone but Flagstaff and the White Mountains, maybe the Williams area. But the rest of us, eh, we're pretty good. So it, it's, it's time to put your tomatoes, time to put your zinnias, time to put your geraniums, time to put plant new trees. It, it's time. It's planting. This is the peak. Uh, and your garden centers, they are absolutely jam-packed. So we had a little delay last was that last week, about 10 days ago, where the crop rotation was just a little off. So it was it was cloudy over the greenhouses, a little bit chilly. And so the crops were just delayed by a few days. And so it, it gave us this gap. And then this year, this week, it just, everything came together. And so the, the garden center is packed with tomatoes, packed with herbs, packed with color, flowers, perennials. It's kind of exciting. It's what the garden center should look like. Now, this is when we start to put this, this is the key weekend, the next three weekends or so, are when probably, I don't know, 70% of all of the tomatoes, peppers, uh, vegetables will go in. And I'm not talking by seed. We're talking, I want to cheat. I want to be a month ahead. I'm buying starts at the garden center, and I'm going to put those in the ground so that I am like, I want tomatoes next week. Actually, some of them are. Some of our plants already have tomatoes on them. It's it's kind of exciting, uh, but but one thing I thought I would cover just because this is the weekend when things start. Tomatoes are notorious up in the mountains of Arizona for skin that's very thick and tough, for for skins that crack. The fruits will actually crack, and I thought it would take take a moment and just explain why that happens. So what happens here is at this elevation, we have very warm days and very cool nights. And so typically we say, rec we recommend water in the morning, hydrate plants before they get into the heat of the day. So, so you don't want to go out in the desert dehydrated and then take a sip of water. You want to hydrate before and then as you go along. And so plants will plump up so their fruits will get juicy. They'll swell up. They'll actually, they'll actually grow during the morning when you when you water those as we start to get dry especially in the month of june the end of into may through until the monsoons hit the end of june first part of july it's pretty hot it's windy it's nine percent humidity it's it's dry and so the plants can actually shrink during the day so you get this plumping up shrinking down plumping up shrinking down well plants don't like that and so they are trying to compensate for that to try to protect themselves and so they'll put on a real thick skin so you might find that your skins are your tomatoes your fruits are, are are thicker skinned here at this elevation than you have let's say in the midwest and that's the reason why if, as they swell up and then shrink down they can actually cause a crack or, or a, a fracture in the skin of the fruit uh, it many times it will mature or ripen or but it can scar and that's what's causing that between plump mornings 
dry afternoons and plump evenings. It's just this, this, this pulsating of the fruits. That's what causes that cracker thick skins. So what to do? What I do, this is Ken. My name's Ken. We're just friends. We're talking over the back fence. This works for me. I think it'll work for you too. And so we make a product here at Waters Garden Center. You're only going to find it at Waters Garden Center. It's called Aqua Boost Crystals. These are soil polymers. Um, they, they'll swell up and hold like 200 times their weight in water. And so I know this is a problem. So every time I plant a vegetable, actually every time I plant anything in my yard, I add Aqua Boost. Uh, I put like a tablespoon under the plants, uh, under the roots of each plant. And so the roots will actually grow down into that Aqua Boost crystals. What the Aqua Boost does, it evens out the pattern. It helps the plant to, it keeps the moisture there so it never has a dry spot. It evens out the, 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 the moisture in the soil for that plant. So I have less of that pulsating of plump and then dry, plump and then dry, which causes thick skins and cracked skins. So that's one thing that I do that I think would be a game changer for you. It's very inexpensive. A little bit goes a long ways. But every time you plant, put a little bit of aqua boost crystals or a dry crystal. And then when you water your plant, it'll actually take some of that. Just they, they swell up and they hold the moisture right there. That, and we've infused the crystals with mycorrhizal fungi. So, so mycorrhizals, they actually uh, work symbiotically with the soil and the plants. So the microbes will, will reach out, grab the root and extend the roots into the surrounding soil so that you have a hardier, deeper rooted, larger rooted plant. Well, this also takes the edge out on that, on the, on the plumping, plumpness of, of plumping. That's not even a word. The, the, the pulsating moisture inside that fruit. It works on peppers. And so, so there it's not the fruit gets real thick skin, the, the, the fruit gets thin walled. And so it's trying to defend itself. And so it's trying to compensate for what the environment is doing to it. The other thing we're famous for. So while you're getting your tomatoes, while you're here, at, while you're here, the, the place is packed right now. So while you're in, get a bottle of tomato set or fruit set, tomato or vegetable set. And so tomato set, what another thing that we're famous for is these real warm days, the plants are growing like crazy and then will cool off at night and the plants literally will shut down. And so you kind of, you get this, I'm growing, then I'm not. I'm growing, then I'm not. It, it freaks the plants out. And so we are notorious for having large plants that don't blossom. They don't set fruit. And that's what's causing that, that daytime, nighttime temperature swing messes with the plant. And so what you do is once the plant, not just tomatoes, not just peppers, but I do my squash, uh, cucumbers, anything. Once that plant gets up to about the size where you think, the gardener, that it should start setting fruit. Yeah, the, uh, a, a tomato will be you know, knee high. A pepper will be 18 inches tall, you know, something like that. They're, they're mature enough. They got enough roots underneath them to actually start setting fruit. Start spritzing every other week with tomato set or, or fruit set, or we call it tomato and pepper set. And they miss, most folks misuse this product. They think it's actually pollen for the flowers. Don't spray the flowers, it doesn't, doesn't even matter. You're spraying the foliage. So that plant grows so fast during the day when it warms up, it literally, it forgets 
to set fruit. It literally just goes, I'm just going to focus on foliage, 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 take advantage, it's warm foliage. And so if you spritz it with the tomato set, it will actually take a breather, kind of goes, oh, man, I was, I'm tired. I was just, I was growing like crazy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what was I here for? Oh, oh, yeah. I should probably set some fruit, and it helps it set fruit. It really does work. I use it throughout the season, not just generally once they start setting fruit, they get used to it. So then now they know what they're there for. So your peppers will just start putting on bigger bells. Your, your jalapenos will be just more of them. So you'll get more fruits by, by spritzing your foliage with tomato and pepper set. Uh, so I'll do that throughout the season, not just, just, not just when they're not fruiting, but all the time. So, to, so through the growing season, I spritz it every other week with this. The other one we're famous for is blossom and rot. And that's because of our alkaline water. So our water is so alkaline, it's very unusual. This part of the, 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 the country, we're the only one that, that's, that's al alkaline water. And so the plants get, they, they get blossom and rot. Uh, the, the alkalinity locks up all the calcium in the soil so it doesn't, so, it gets, so the fruit rots where that, where that uh, flower touches the fruit. It's called blossom and rot. It's a big black spot. And so liquid calcium, I spray my plants with liquid calcium because I know I'm going to struggle with this. And so once a week, I'm spraying my plants with something. Let's start the size. One week, I kind of start with blossom set, and then I hit them with yield booster. Yield booster is liquid calcium. And so the plant will absorb this through the foliage. And then I'll switch it off once a week. So tomato set, yield booster. Tomato set, yield booster. So once a week, I go out usually with the coffee in hand in the morning. And I go, here, let's make you guys happy. Here, let's go fruit. Also, calcium. Calcium is what makes the fruit sweet, makes it better flavored and larger. So you get more fruits, larger fruits, better tasting fruits. I mean, come on, that's what gardener doesn't want that. Got a lot in store for you, but we got Lisa Watersling coming in the studio with your garden questions right after this. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Waters Garden companion plants in May are Indian Hawthorn, Purple Robe Locust, Prescott Sunshine Geraniums, and Vining Akebia. Akebia is a super vigorous vine with dangling fragrant flowers. She proliferates up arbors, pergolas, fences, and stunning as a ground cover to retain hills. One of the fastest growing evergreen vines you can plant in the gardens. You only find the hardiest vines at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. We believe watching butterflies and hummingbirds is better than watching TV at Waters Garden Center. You can grow your own vitamins. We can show you how to grow your own vegetables and herbs for a healthier you. Waters plants are entirely organic with plant genetics never altered and non-GMO. Natural vitamins straight from the garden with naturally healthier herbs and vegetables. Healthier plants for a healthier you with plants from Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Shop Waters in-store or online at watersgardencenter.com. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. All right, so we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden question, just what is going on 
in the neighborhood. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Good to be back. New fancy stuff going on in your world. I mean, anything you want to share? We haven't traveled. We don't have any new grandkids. It's like it's May. We just live We're here. Yeah. <laughs> garden center owners live at a garden center yes. through May, through June, really. March, April, May, yep. June. Yeah. That's right. So that's okay. It is okay. It's what we live for. Much worse places to be. It's a beautiful place to be. Fun people, beautiful plants. Gardeners are the best, aren't they? So yeah. I've done a lot of retail. So my first job out of high school was Sears and Sears was great. Then it was Kmart. It was a little less great. <laughs> and then it was some sales. I sold jewelry, which was, you know, it's selling diamonds. Uh, that can be, a, it's an education thing. I think it set us up for garden classes because gardening and diamonds kind of have that which one is it what's color what's the what's the quality what do i do how do i grow a peony or a rose or it's sort of similar and so done a lot of retail but gardeners they have the best attitude it's a therapy session they want to be here they even if they don't buy anything they have a, they're they're having a good time so just kind of kind of just almost like Disneyland for for plant lovers. So <laughs> definitely. So garden questions. Yeah. We so got? we do have some questions. There's stuff going out there, there in the garden. <laughs> so uh, Larry Zinchino, the leaves on his peach tree are all curling, looking funky, kind of icky sticky. Wants to know what it is. How do you treat it? Help so. Him. So Larry, I'm sure did not use the word icky sticky. I did. So <laughs> that's interpretation of the question. So Larry, come on. That's good. I like the question. So um, you're not the only one. So Larry, you, it's the entire county is now being overrun by two things, aphids and the rip. And the way you check it and, and just take your phone out with you. Just, just take it without the power on, black screen, tap the foliage and you'll be amazed at all the icky sticky things that are crawling on the screen it's grotesque and so those plants are covered they're being eaten alive with aphids and thrip thrip is uh another name for them is no seums so you'll never see them because they're so tiny unless you put them on your phone and then i'll see if you see the dust jumping around literally they'll jump aphids crawl thrip, thrip kind of jump and so they're eating your plants. You should spray them with indoor-outdoor spray. I've got a special juice that kind of obliterates them. The secret with them, though, is they're underneath the foliage. And so they, they start eating the foliage, and the foliage curls, and then it protects them. Uh, so it's a strategy they use to keep birds off of them. So they're trying to eat the leaves quickly. So it curls and protects them, creates a little shell. So you want to spray until the thing's dripping wet. And I would come back at it again, Larry, maybe a week, do it, do it a second time and, you, and get it from a couple angles, hit it from this side, then from that side, because aphids will literally move they'll, as you're spraying. They'll literally move on the backside yeah. pretty quickly pretty smart. to avoid, just they just don't like, they don't like uh, yeah. neem oil or we have triple action will kill them. I would say if you're out in the valley areas for Larry, though, that, that Chino Valley area is the grasshoppers have just hatched and it's like everything is attacking at the same time. Neem oil doesn't work very well on grasshoppers, but the indoor outdoor spray, it does. So go, go for that one because we're early into this and it looks like it's going to be a crazy insect year and so. a crazy weed year. Oh my gosh. It's like, whoa. 
saw my first case of uh, tent caterpillars. Oh, neat. That's a good one. That's yeah. kind of unusual. That is. So he lives up in Groom Creek. Where of course. A lot of the oaks yeah. and that kind of stuff. And boy, we're... Thick. So if you see <laughs> a, um, a, a football size spider web in your trees, so it'll be up there, I don't know, just out of reach. Those are tent caterpillars. Mm -hmm. So the tent looks like a football. It's all this webby stuff. You can't go, you know, I don't see any caterpillars. Well, if you look inside there, there's hundreds of them and they come out and they love to eat the tender new foliage and mm -hmm. they strip it clean. Quickly. And yeah, I mean like, yeah, within days. So you kind of want to jump on this fast. Indoor, outdoor insecticide, that works on them. There is an organic, completely organic spray. It's called uh, um, BT. BT. BT takes it right out and it doesn't hurt your, your I mean, it doesn't hurt birds, doesn't hurt your pets, mm -hmm. doesn't hurt your husband. <laughs> it just takes them all, tick gets rid of them. So if you got bugs, don't wait. They're they're growing so quickly. They are. I kind of want to jump on it pretty quick before damage is yeah. done. It seems like they hit really quick too. It's yeah. like we were doing good, we were doing yeah. good, and then bam. I think they were there during all that cool. You think they were just warm. and then it got warm and they just they like quadrupled in size. They went to like <laughs> The, the incredible hulk of aphids wrong yeah. just like that Pretty so nasty. there okay. we go next question is from macy in prescott she has a new raised bed she wants to put just tomatoes and peppers in yeah. how much space should she give each plant oh that's a good question macy it's great so um tomatoes are bigger i guess it just depends macy i need some more information <laughs> what size tomatoes because there's determinate indeterminate yeah. there's some that grow taller than you and I combined. And there's some that just are cute, like a patio tomato. So for the traditional indeterminate large tomato, you're probably going to put a cage on it. You probably want to space those out every three to four feet minimum. You can go six. That's if you got the space, I'd go a little bit more. So you can get in between and pick things and just be there. So in rows, you can pack them in a little bit tighter. Peppers are smaller plants. So those only get about knee high, maybe you know, two, three feet. And so there you could probably go in a little bit tighter every two to three feet. Generally, what you want is whatever it says size wise, you kind of want a gap in between them because you don't want peppers are less fussy, but tomatoes, they want to die. And so they're looking for reasons to die. And so if they're touching the ground, they die. If their foliage touches another tomato plant, they die. If they get too dry, they die. If they get too wet, they dry. So you kind of want to get them up in the air, spaced, so so the tomatoes don't touch, and mainly so you can get in between them mm -hmm. to harvest and nurture and care for the the plant. So year, every three to four feet. Yeah, we had some tomatoes last year. I swear they were six foot tall. Easily, <laughs> and they were planting them down down yeah. grade. And they like, grew together and to try and pick yeah. them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, space is a good thing. Space is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right. Next question is from Brianna in Prescott Valley. She had some salvia in her yard or autumn sage that had been there about three years or so. Okay. Um, so they're not really coming back strong this year. They're very woody. They no. look brown and ugly with a few leaves at the base. Yeah. She wants to know, is there any hope for them? Yeah. Will they come back or just get them out of there? Yeah. So winter was hard on certain things. So salvias, it, the gregii, the autumn sage specifically, it was really hard on them. Mm -hmm. And so that, and, and what it was, those are very drought hardy plants, but they, they go dormant. And so they're hibernating uh, underground or, or they just kind of, kind of rest. And then 
we had a couple, two, three, four, five of these really heavy, wet snows. And as it melted, the, the, the roots literally rotted. Or we had several folks, the snow was so heavy, it broke them up. And so it got them to lay down. So you might have to cut them back. The secret was they're woody. Once things like salvia, uh, junipers, roses can get quite woody after five, seven years. Uh, what else is like lavender could be woody. Um, rosemary, honeysuckle, mm -hmm. these can all be real woody. If it gets too woody, we, we, we cut them back as they get a little woody. If they just let them go, sometimes you just have to start over, especially plants have an age where they look really good. I mean, just going, whoa, that's beautiful. I can't believe how pretty that is. And then they have an age where they're kind of like middle-aged and then they're like 80 and then they're like 180 and they start to lose their luster and they just don't bloom like they used to. They don't, you know, leaves like they used to. They're thinner than they used to. They're real crusty and brittle. Um, I think that Russian sage autumn sage anything with a sage in the name probably should be replaced every five to seven years anyway because they just get too overgrown they lose that vitality so and it's i'm giving you permission um what was her name again brie i give you permission to dig that thing up and put a new one in if you don't want to do that cut it way back get rid of that woody stuff fertilize it with the all-purpose plant food and then you'll know if it's going to come back by by, by June 1. I mean, we're talking short order. You'll go, I want to keep that or, you know, Ken and Lisa, they were right. We need a new one. So there you go. Great questions this week. Sure. Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. Be right back after this. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. There's nothing like tomatoes picked fresh from your garden. Waters Mountain Tomato Collection are varieties proven to produce and thrive. Heirlooms, beefsteaks, cherries, naturally grown for local success. Completely organic, never genetically altered, and utterly delicious. They're ready for your garden now. You can grow your own this spring, and we can help. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Shop Waters in-store or online at watersgardencenter.com. We believe bees and monarchs are in danger and we can save them at Waters Garden Center. Waters Garden Companion Plants in May are Purple Robe Locusts, Vining Achevia, Prescott Sunshine Geraniums, and Easy Elegant Roses. Just plant these roses in a sunny spot and enjoy. We've married the beauty of long stem roses with the easy care of shrub roses for landscape color like no other plant in the backyard. Choose fragrant reds, radiant pinks, corals, vivacious yellows, and stately whites. Extremely fragrant and only found locally at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. Okay, so May is the time for roses. Kind of the end of April through May, June. Uh, we're in the peak of rose season. And, and roses can be a bit confusing. So I've, I've printed, presented a couple times to garden groups out in the community. 
and they'd had the question, what's the best rose? Which one should I plant? What are the best colors? What are easiest? Let me just explain that to you real quick. It's, it's pretty easy. Basically, your grandparents grew three kinds of roses. They grew hybrid teas. That's number one seller. These are long stem roses. These are what you give your mother for Mother's Day. In fact, why cut? Why buy some cut flowers for your mom? Why not give her a long stem rose called a hybrid tea? They come in different colors, but they're all one large flower on the end of a long stem. So they're perfect for cutting. The other one is Florabunda. Florabunda roses are a long stem rose, but not with one large flower. It's got a cluster of many flowers on the end of it. It's like a it's like a starburst. It's like a, it's like a firework uh, on the end of a long stem rose. They're beautiful. Uh, they usually have more flowers, but usually a little smaller. Those are Florabundas. Both of those, hybrid teas and Florabundas, smell really good. They're, I mean, really like over the top good. Um, then you get Grandiflora. If you just don't know what to do, I don't know if I want a hybrid tea or a Florabunda. I don't know if I want just one long stem or multiples. Well, you go with Grandiflora. You mix the two together and that's what you get. You get long stems, you get multiples on a usually much larger bush. So a, a Grandiflora rose is usually at least chest high, if not head high. These are big shrubs. Whereas a usual dainty traditional rose, a traditional hybrid tea or traditional Florabunda, these are hip high, about four by four by four. Then we get into, so we just, let me just summarize. So this is hybrid tea, Florabunda, Grandiflora. Those are the three main types. Then we get into a new series of plants that's really coming on strong. And these are the easiest ones. If you don't know where to start, start with shrub roses. Shrub roses, they go by different names. So knockout, easy elegance. But basically what a shrub rose is, it's on its own rootstock. So the fancy roses, it's a, it's a grafted rose, grafted cane onto a special root. So automatically you've got more complication right there. So you get a cold winter, kills off the graft, that plant's dead. So whereas a shrub rose, if it gets damaged, it's on its own rootstock. It always comes back true to its roots, no matter what happens. And so it just makes it easier. Also, shrub roses, they self-prune. And so when they're done blooming, they automatically prune itself back, drop off the old flower, and set a new flower all by itself. Traditionally, smaller flowers, maybe the size of a, of a I don't know, bigger than a golf ball, but smaller than a baseball, okay? Whereas a hybrid tea, man, that thing's just big as a, some of them are as big as a softball. They're huge. Uh, so the, the shrub roses have smaller, but more of them, and they self-prune. They typically get up eh, about, about hip high or so, kind of four by four by four. And many times they'll use them as hedgerows and that kind of stuff. So that's shrub rose. And then we get into the last one. I guess there's two more, carpet roses. Carpet roses are very low. They're just like they say, they spread along the ground like a carpet. Not truly like a carpet. They're generally going to spread, but keep below kind of knee high. So they'll be up 18 inch, about 18 inches tall, and they kind of spread. So they're, they're much like, or they look like a shrub rose in that they're on their own rootstock. They, they self-prune. They, they, they flower by themselves, repeat bloom over and over but they stay low. So you'd swear when you put them side by side, they, uh, a carpet rose or a shrub rose, they look the, very similar. But as they mature, the pattern of that foliage changes. 
And the last one that you cannot forget, the big boy of them all, climbing roses. So if you want them going up an arch, down a, a chain link fence or a barbed wire fence or up a trellis, uh, you've got climbing roses. Now climbing roses mostly are, are like a, a hybrid tea. They just have big old flowers covered this very large plant. So we're talking, these things will go pretty easy, 10 feet tall. I mean, they'll grow up a fence and then cover it. And so they're, they're just beautiful. And so again, all of these come in repeat blooming varieties. They just, you don't want a single bloomer because that's just boring. Why do I just have, you know, three weeks of flowers and then it's just green the rest of the year. You want a rose for pulsating colors of, of flowers. With that being said, Arizona is unique. We have one that's called the, the tombstone rose. This is an evergreen rose that is thornless. It's beautiful. And the town of Tombstone has a very famous, like 150-year-old Lady Banks rose. So the rest of the country world calls them Lady Banks or Banksii. Comes in only two colors, white and yellow or creamy color. But it's thornless, evergreen. It gets very large. I mean, we're talking, I used to park my, my pickup truck underneath a, a large Lady Banks rose. Uh, but it's sort of, it's pretty, it's evergreen. It's got a lot going on for it, but it's most famous for Tucson. Uh, it doesn't bloom very long, mainly just the spring, and then it's just one once and done. But it's just, it's got a following for some reason. It's a good choice. So you got hybrid tea, floribunda, grandiflora, shrub roses, carpet roses, climbing roses, and then Lady Banks roses. And that's in a nutshell. You can, I have a thousand roses sitting here in the garden center right now. They're going to come into those five or six categories. That's how you shop for roses in your yard. Be right back right after this. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Waters Garden companion plants in May are vining the kibia, purple robe locusts, prescott sunshine geraniums, and Indian hawthorn. Wind is no problem for this Indian hawthorn. Rose-colored flowers cover this spring bloomer that often repeat blooms in fall. Dark blue berries adorn this compact bush that takes the wind and soaks up the sun like a native. Perfect for low-maintenance gardens with virtually no pruning ever. Every backyard should have at least one and only found here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. We believe watching butterflies and hummingbirds is better than watching TV at Waters Garden Center. 300,000? Imagine a landscape needing 300,000 trees. Wow! But that's exactly how many trees Frederick Olmsted planted in New York's Central Park. That guy liked trees. Me too. A 2014 study found the more trees in a neighborhood, the lower the incidence of heart disease. Darwin, Einstein, and Beethoven hung out with trees to help them think. Trees are part of nature that helps us relax, daydream, and feel happier. Plant your own Central Park from Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding with a few of Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. And we are back with my favorite gal in all the world, Lisa Waters Lane. Yeah. Anyway, my favorite gal for 
get to thinking, how long have we known each other? So we've been married 35 or 36 yeah, or 37 40, college 40 sweethearts. I met you when you were a senior at Prescott High School. That's true. You jumped out of a white Mustang and I went, whoa, that's a, what, that's, that's a wasn't pretty, mine. pretty gal. <laughs> Don't worry, it wasn't mine. I noticed the gal more than the car, but I obviously remembered both because I married the one and I, I remember drove, the other. I, bro I drove a Chevy Malibu. <laughs> Classic midline. <laughs> it's also called a blue sled. So yeah. just kind of went down the road back in those seventies. Mm -hmm. So anyway, 80s. I well, well the okay, car 70s. was probably a, that's true. The car was from the yeah. 70s. I was talking about the Malibu. <laughs> now how long we've been grown grown up together? But sure. high school, college sweethearts, got mm -hmm. married, had kids, and now in a business here in Prescott, Arizona. We never left. We're just still here. We did. We just came back. Well, corporate move for a bit, like classic. And then you go, I miss my little town. You come on back home. Mm -hmm. That's true. So the, the uh, studio sure smells good. You must have something exciting for yeah. us because you have huge flowers sitting on my desk. I even get dirt in the keyboards. <laughs> but uh, tell us what you, you got. You work at a garden center. <laughs> what you get sharing? dirt everywhere. I was um, looking at my nails the other day oh, going, whoa. Really? I was actually presenting to some gals <laughs> at, a, at Hidden Valley. You, all, you folks are awesome. And as I'm getting started, I'm looking down my nails going, I hope they don't notice. I need a, a manicure. So anyway. There you go. I do too. But so I was walking through the garden. We've gotten, I don't know how many trucks. I've literally lost count. Lots of farms. But Lots walking of farms. through the garden center right now, there are so yeah. many beautiful things in bloom. So it's, it's just whichever department you go into, perennials, annuals, trees and shrubs, trees, Pick a department. It's beautiful. There's something blooming in that department. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. And I was talking to a, a customer and she goes, oh, I'm doing chicken math here. What? And I said, chicken math. Chicken math. <laughs> this is a new kind. You've never heard the term. How many before. chickens? <laughs> and she goes, you never heard that term. I'm like, no. She goes, well, so when you go into a feed store to buy chickens and you think I'm only going to get five chickens and you walk out with 12 chickens. <laughs> So she's going, I'm doing chicken math. I came in for like two <laughs> yes. tomato plants and she had yeah. a beautiful cart full of flowers and, and some tomatoes. So it's a good time of year to do chicken math. It just means that means the crew did a great job at displaying plants, putting mm -hmm. companions together, inspiring gardeners. I was telling the staff the other day that the number one most impulsed product that consumers buy in the United States is candy. The number two, and they've done science on this, the number two most impulse bought thing by Americans are plants. Mm -hmm. Plants are just, there's something about them. I came in to kill a bug yeah. and I walked out with plants. I wanted yeah. this bird bath and I walked out with plants. I wanted one tomato and I walked, <laughs> I got the entire, and I walked out with perennials. Right. So yeah, definitely. It's fun. So I brought just a selection of some really pretty things that are blooming. And when I mean a selection, it's a very small Yeah selection compared to everything that we have. So the first one I'm going to start with is the hibiscus. Hydrangea. Hydrangea. <laughs> you, you have a hydrangea. Pretty pink or, or, or yeah. red or whatever. That's a so crazy this color. Is, it's seaside pink. It's a Hampton seaside pink hydrangea. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll... Ooh. I can hold it for you. I'll help you out. Yeah. Sure. Isn't that gorgeous? It's Just beautiful. beautiful. This is where you want to listen to the radio show 
in behind it. You want to <laughs> watch the vlog. Yeah, watch the video. So it's just a really pretty dark, dark pink color. Um, we also have whites. We have purples, blues, uh, just some really pretty hibiscus, hydrangeas. Oh, my goodness. Hydrangeas <laughs> in this year. So hydrangeas do want a little special location. They definitely want some shade. They can't take the full all-day hot sun. Um, so if you have a filtered light or a shady Perfect. afternoon spot, yeah. um, I think they would grow way, great in containers. Oh, and in and, well, we got a beautiful one in the back. It just started to wake up. It's been <clears throat> hibernating all winter. Now it's coming back, yeah. starting to set flowers. Mm -hmm. so, so the absolutely. ones that we bring in will winter over. Oh, yeah. Um, sometimes the ones you find in the grocery stores and the flower shops, they're not going to winter no. over. They're like, enjoy it while it's blooming in your house and then throw it away. Yeah. These will come back every year. Yeah. So just the people that are tuned into this show, you don't want greenhouse grown floral grade hydrangea. You want farm grown outdoors, uh, perennial varieties that will grow for years of enjoyment, not just, mm -hmm. you know, three months and it's dead. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So definitely. So the other one I brought in is probably one of my favorite, favorite plants to grow in the summer. It's a pretty vine it's called Mandevilla. Uh, it comes in whites and reds and pinks and apricots, and they yeah. have like a red and white one. Uh, so we kind of got our first load in. Ugh. Heavy one, too. Uh, and this is one that literally will bloom now until you get a hard, hard frost. So November, somewhere in there. If you just can't go, you know what, I can't give this plant up come winter. I like the way you're covering my face. I'm trying, I'm trying to show off all the flowers. It's just so big. There's yeah. so many flowers. I can't get it on the screen so the camera can right. pick it up. So you could bring it inside in the winter and treat it like a houseplant. If you've got a nice bright room to put it in. Uh, but just the big trumpet, red trumpet type flower. Absolutely gorgeous. Containers. Excellent in containers. Oh, yeah. I've grown it for years in containers. I've grown it where it gets a lot of sun. I've grown it where it gets some sun, some shade, and it kind of performs equally yeah. where, well, yeah. no matter where I put it. Yeah. Uh, so it would be an annual if you didn't bring it in, in the winter, but you could certainly bring it in. And it is it showy, the brightest, hottest place. This screams poolside yeah. container. I mean, if you got a an entertainment area where you just mm -hmm. want a real showy plant that stays full, um, and then it'll it'll grow. It'll go and raise beds creep over it'll creep up uh, a trellis um it's really versatile it so is. and hummingbirds just love the red flowers mm -hmm. it's very pretty so we also have a beautiful i think probably one of the best selections of hanging baskets no doubt have. oh my gosh uh, and one of the ones that i brought over see if i can remember the name of it that's crazy it's beautiful is that skylight night dark sky, night sky skylight yeah uh anyways just absolutely gorgeous so this one is purple but it's speckled with white. So it kind of looks like uh, the stars at night when you're looking up at the stars. Uh, pretty little petunia. <laughs> that shows really petunia. well on camera. Yeah, it's it pretty good. That's pretty neat. Uh, it comes in one that's even a darker, like a dark burgundy. Yeah. And there's one that's a blue that has the same kind of uh, variegated markings on it. But it just stays nice and compact. It doesn't get leggy and overgrown. We'll continue to bloom, feed it with flower power every yeah. two weeks. Anything that blooms, that yeah. flower power is hugely it important for it. Uh, but just a nice, nice, very pretty petunia basket you can hang out. It, some people go, but I don't have anything to hang it on. I'm like, 
Well, pull the hanger off. Yeah, just have it on the table. It's just as pretty. <laughs> you, can, you can take that hanger off and set it on the table, throw it in the pot. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's instantaneous. Yeah. Instead of starting these little one or two four inches, this is instantaneous. Beautiful. I mean, this thing's got to be two feet across. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's riotous. It's what it is. Ooh, riotous riotous. Petunias. But there it's very very pretty. Yeah. yeah. And the other one I brought, so in the same family, kind of as petunias, but it's a calabrocoa. Some people used to call it million bells. I still do. What are you talking do. about? So hanging baskets of those. Oh my gosh, this is too this big for camera. Yellow. You have to bring over smaller plants. <laughs> You're going to show them off on the camera. Well, these were too pretty. It's I bigger think. than your head and my head together. <laughs> my goodness. So this one has yellow and purple and uh, red, kind of red flowers in it. It's kind of a mix. And the thing I love about calabacoas is they are so easy to deadhead. Yeah. You just kind of walk by and do this, kind of shake it real good. And those dead blossoms will fall off and it just keeps blooming. There again, use your flower power. Yeah, this is going to take some food to get it to yeah. bloom. How much are these things? These are 39, 39 bucks. There we go. So 39 bucks for a ginormous mm -hmm. flower that'll give you enjoyment till through October, oh, yeah. really into November, uh, you'll have flowers. Yeah. And this one, you too, you could bring it indoors. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't want you to winter it over. We want it to die. So you have to replace it because we own a garden center. It's we got bills. easier to replace it. It's but you could. I just had a customer take it. Yeah. They put it in their crawl space. I know. Uh, and they just I ignored it, it almost. <laughs> so we have hanging geraniums as well. We have the ivy geraniums and the regular geraniums. Um, and then we have a really cool, oh, we're out of time. Sorry. You'll have Can't to keep come going. in and see. I wanted to ask you what your favorite flower was, but nope. Kinalisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. We will be right back after this. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Growing up in Prescott, we knew spring was here when my grandmother's lilacs bloomed. I'm Lisa Waters Lane, and my grandma would be thrilled with the new Bloomerang Pink Perfume Lilacs at Waters Garden Center. New pink blooms fill the landscape with fragrance of grandma over and over again in the garden. Mine bloomed three times last year, making spring last well into fall, all for under $25. Lilacs like grandma used to grow, and better. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. We believe plants make you happier and that local nurseries rock. At Waters Garden Center, you can grow your own vitamins. We can show you how to grow your own vegetables and herbs for a healthier you. Waters plants are entirely organic with plant genetics never altered and non-GMO. Natural vitamins straight from the garden with naturally healthier herbs and vegetables. Healthier plants for a healthier you with plants from Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Shop Waters in-store or online at watersgardencenter.com. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. And we are back with the Mountain Gardener. One of the beautiful things about being a local garden center owner, local, just the studios right here in the garden center is, when you got friends here at the garden center, you go, hey, Alex, 
you should come and share that thing that you're doing in the community. <laughs> and so I got Alex Heineman. He's the CEO of the Boys and Girls Club. He's throwing a very large party in August yes. for two clubs, uh, one in Prescott Valley, one in Prescott. It's called Dancing for the Stars. I said, Alex, I, now folks, I know this is not garden related, but <laughs> it's community. It's, it's That's right. Good. Gardening is all about sharing community kind of stuff. So I thought, this is apropos. Alex, welcome yeah. to the studio. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me. How long have you been the CEO of Boys and Girls? How do you get into that? Share what? Tell us about your family. We want to know oh, all definitely. about you. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to share. Well, I've only been with the Boys and Girls Club since 2021. Okay. And I became the exec last May under an interim. And the board voted me last November permanent. So pretty fresh to Boys and Girls Club, but not new to youth programs. Yeah. Uh, I have a five-year career with the Boy Scouts. And then another three years tacked on as a camp director for the YMCA. Oh. And so this has been my entire career, working with kids and and building new programs for them and raising money for them. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. my thing. Yeah. That there's a, you're probably one of the best, one of the better. I can't offend some of my other friends who are running nonprofits, mm -hmm. but you're one of the better nonprofits. Thank you. Running great programs. And, and, and I've agreed to dance this year for yeah, you. Have. Yeah. Uh, so you, you forced me into that. That's fine. We got you. We got but you. But if I, if you didn't have a great CEO, if you, if I didn't respect you as a person, I would just say no, because it's got to have a great leader. Thank you. And then everyone else goes through and follows through. And yeah. so I've, I've, I've been on boards where you're, you're, you're like the volunteer because right. you served on the board of directors because we didn't have great leadership. Right. You've got it going on. So oh, thank your you. team is over the top. I really appreciate that. How long have you been married? How many kids do you got? What get, oh, any yeah. kind of details? Is it, or can yeah. you even say that over the Oh, of course airways? I can. Yeah. Okay. My wife is totally ready for that. Yeah. She's been, she's been <laughs> prepped. Uh, my wife, Joy and I are actually high school sweethearts. Awesome. We went to high school together at Bradshaw Mountain High in Prescott Valley. Uh, we've actually known each other since seventh grade. Oh my gosh. And love we've, uh, yeah, we're going on our 12th year of marriage right now. Awesome. And we've got two little ones. Uh, Emma is nine and uh, she's one of our club kids. And so she gets to see me every day after school. And then my son, Ethan, is turning three in July. So Very we're good. just a family of four redheads having a great time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one yeah. of us, not just shipped in from, from San Francisco. Exactly. You're actually one of us. I'm right here. here and like... Mm -hmm right there so what is what does a boys and girls club do and and why are you making a difference what what is that what's your niche in the community i'm glad you asked um the boys and girls clubs is an after school program uh in a nutshell right that's that's the quick elevator speech but i would say that what we're trying to be is the greatest thing to do after school um we have some perceptions that we are for a specific demographic or, or socioeconomic, but we're not. We're for all kids and we're having a great time. And what we're trying to do is to make every day after school feel like you're walking into summer camp or some awesome activity. So we go beyond the usual structures of childcare and try and bring adventure programming, sports and arts and STEM to as many of them as possible. That's yeah. awesome. So how you've got two clubs. That's right. Yeah. And, and how long have the clubs been in the area? Yeah. When's the first one? When's the second one? When's the third one? What's, what's, right. what's the sequence for that? How many kids do you typically so have show up? We've been serving Yavapai County, Central Arizona, uh, since 1998. Uh, a long time ago, when Prescott was the only place around here, uh, there was a boys club because it was called that a long time ago. You and gotta the, love the nineties. Right, exactly. <laughs> and the, it was actually the old sheriff's office. The old, the oh, old jail I did not know that, was really. the boys club a million years ago, yeah. but we've been incorporated since 98. 
and uh, we've been doing great work ever since. Uh, we do have Prescott and Prescott Valley Clubs. And yeah, we are called Central Arizona for a reason. So we are planning to build a new strategic plan to look at the other wow. areas in the Quad Cities and even the county um, like to talk Cottonwood about. Or, yeah. or Camp Verde? Or, yeah, or, we or definitely want to go over the Mingus Range and talk yeah. to the to the Verde because we know there's a lot of schools and a lot of elementary age kids there. Yeah, they need so it. we want to help everywhere. Yeah. yeah. This show does broadcast on that side of the hill too, Perfect. throughout Sedona, that area. Yeah. So folks, pressure Alex, give him an email, get your counsel, get him over there. That's you right. want a boys and girls club of Cottonwood or whatever. Yeah, Sedona. We, would, we would be happy to help everybody awesome. in the Verde Valley. Definitely. Yeah, so, so dancing with the stars. Tell us about that. Yeah. How did it come up? How in the world do you get people to volunteer to I know, dance right? on stage in front of a thousand at Yavapai College, two yeah. performances? How hard is it to get people to volunteer to dance? Uh, it's it's pretty hard. Uh, dancing, <laughs> <laughs> dancing for the Stars is is a treasure to the town and, uh, and to our area, um, not just because of its cause, but because of its spectacle. Um, we took a Distinguished Citizens event and we turned it around. Uh, my predecessor uh, brought this uh, idea from an organization in the Valley, and they were having very a lot of success there. We thought it would really work with the folks of Prescott, and it did. It hit off great right off the first year. And then the second year, we shut down Gurley Street with a red carpet to the Hacienda. It was amazing. Yeah. And we have grown and evolved so high that we are now on the big stage in town. We're at the Yavapai College Performing Arts Center, the Jim and Linda Lee Performing Arts oh, Center. Yeah. And uh, we're very excited that it has just grown and grown and grown. And asking folks such as yourself, you know, it takes a lot of prospecting and a lot of committee work. But if we're really going to put you on a spectacle, we have to bring a spectacle to ask you to even do it. Yeah. And so for you, <laughs> we got your wife, Lisa, involved. Yeah, we got true. your staff involved. We shut down the garden center just to ask you that question. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you've been on our list for a while because, you know, you're, you are you know, the epitome of a community person. You really try to generate community for all. And, and we're really appreciative and honored. I said no for a couple of years, just because <laughs> I do a great, I do a, a grapes for good event. With yeah. Kids, schools, at, uh, summer school, Bradshaw mountain seniors kind of path to graduation, getting that yeah. last class and helping them bridge that. So you could graduate a lot of different things. Yeah. I did not want that. I've done that here at the garden center. That'll be in, in uh, September. Okay. Um, I, I didn't want that to go down just because I put my focus on this girls. I yeah. wanted it both to go up. Right. So right. I think now I can do the, I can balance. The, there's a balancing act. Oh yeah. Uh, and then you can wear out your customers, your, your, exactly. your folks. Yeah. You, know, you have too many asks. Yeah. And so I think this one, so this weekend I'm going to wear my costume. I'm going to have on stage. It's a wonderful costume. <laughs> sequin shirt, glow in the dark shoes. They are bright blue. Yeah. And I'm just going to be out there and answer garden questions. Yeah. So we just shifted the phase. So you've set up a, a landing page for yeah. each dancer mm -hmm. where they can ask for votes. That's and, right. And it's not just vote for them. It's not like community vote, whatever. You actually yeah. have to donate. That's bucks. right. Yeah. You got to have to donate to the club mm -hmm. to be able to vote. And so yeah. I'm going to ask customers. Hopefully it goes over well. We'll see how it, how it flows. I'm sure it will. I'm a little nervous, but I'm sure it will. We'll yeah. ask and then we'll, we'll see if they'll donate some, some money. I'm, I'm actually intimidated with a firefighter. Yeah. He's raised a lot of money. Fire department. They got the entire, the police chief of Prescott's yes. one of the dancers. Yeah. I don't know how you get these people to volunteer. So yeah. it's, it's, staff it's is impressive. It, it's definitely um, a trial, but we, we put a lot of effort into it. 
And uh, we've learned throughout all these years on how to make these asks feel great and to really highlight you guys as a celebrity because you are, you're local celebrities, you generate community. And then some of you that may not be as well known in the community, we want to bring you in because sure. we want the community to know that they are also advocates for kids. Yeah. And so it's it's a lot of fun bringing everybody into the family and, and the dancing community. Um, it's just so much fun. I never realized just that there were so many dance studios and professionals here locally. Yes. It, I mean, it's a true art form. I appreciate the art form. Yeah. Dance, body, style, just that whole choreography thing. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. But I never realized we, I knew we have like bluegrass players. I know we have different garage bands. I knew we have theater, mm -hmm. but dance, that's, yeah. it's, it's impressive. Yeah, um, there is a, a large amount of them and there's plenty of instructors around yeah. and, and uh, we we go after all of them to try and get our our cast of pros up. Yeah. So tell us about the event. When is it going to be? Give us all the details. Where can people buy tickets? Uh, where can they donate? That kind of stuff. Sure. So everybody can go to dancingforthestars.net, and you're there, and all the other dancers. If you want to support Ken and Carrie, you click on their picture right there. It'll take you to our voting page, and you can vote twenty dollars a vote, up to as much as you want. Uh, if you'd like to sponsor you or any of the other dancers, you can reach out to us uh, sponsor forms on that site as well. And then you can get some market exposure for your support of us. And then obviously buying tickets to the show, right? Yeah, right. At the checkout of the buying the tickets, you get to pick which dance team oh, your awesome. sales are supporting. My so, idea yeah. is for my sponsor, my costume, and have all my sponsors logos on my costume. I have yeah. a cape or like I'm thinking NASCAR jumpsuit oh, logos all over goodness. it. Goodness. And dancing with my sponsor, just kind of represent my That just, sounds fantastic. Alex Heineman, Boys and Girls Club. Thanks for being here, Alex. Thank you, Ken. Uh, I appreciate uh, it. Dancing for the Stars, dancingforthestars.net. We'll right back after this. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Waters' companion plants in May are Vining Akebia, Indian Hawthorn, Prescott Sunshine Geraniums, and Purple Robe Locusts. Incredible long clusters of purple flowers in May that look just like wisteria flowers hanging from this local bloomer. The 8-inch fragrant flowers cover the tree profusely. Super hardy and drought tolerant with a brisk growth rate of 2 feet in one year. It's just the perfect backyard shade tree. You'll find the shadiest trees here at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. We believe searching Waters plants is better than a Google search at Waters Garden Center. Hi, Ken here with the Plants of the Week and our Gold Star Potentia. A rising star in the landscape, bathed in flowers as gold as an Arizona sunset. Growing to only knee-high and wide, this shrub loves growing in our sun and uniquely resistant to heat, wind, water, fire, and deer, all wrapped up in a showy little package and under 30 bucks. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love gold stars wrapped in tidy little packages, they love to shop. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. So right now, we have baggies coming to the garden center of damaged plants. And there's fruit trees, uh, apples, uh, 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 what is it? What else? Naples. I'm just trying to think. There's so many. 
And so it's curling leaves where it looks like wind is whipped through the tree, a lot of trees. And they're going, what is this? Should I be, should I be worried? What's going on? I'm going, yeah, you should be really worried. And it's not the wind. So if you're to take that branch, you don't even have to bring it in. I already know. In fact, I can ID it as you get out of your car coming underneath the greenhouse going, what is this? Um, I, I could just tell you it's, it's thrip and it's aphids. It's both. As many times it's all, it's both on the same tree, but thrip, it's also called noceum. Sometimes they'll, they'll bite your skin and leave a little, little welt. Well, they love the taste of trees, especially prunus varieties, apples or, or uh, um, apricots, nectarines, plums, cherries. They love the taste of those. And so they get on the leaf and they start scraping the foliage. And they, they have a rasping mouth part where they just scrape the tissue off the plant and the, and the tissue will actually wince or, or, or curl going, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm feel like I'm dying. I'm itchy. I just, I just want to, I just don't want a leaf anymore. And so those are curled leaves or, or bent leaves or, or any kind of damage to the leaf. The leaf should look perfect, especially as they just come out. Any kind of damage to it, something's going on. The way you can tell, take your, take your phone with the light off and just kind of put it out there and, and tap a branch on top of that black screen. And if things are crawling on the screen, that's gross. You don't want that stuff on your tree. Go ahead and kill them. Aphids, on the other hand, they've got a piercing mouth part. They, they actually have a mouth that, that pierces into the tissue of the branch or the, the leaf. And they suck the, 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 the insides of the leaf right right out. They just suck it dry. And the same thing happens. The leaves will start to curl and it just, uh, it, aphids, you can actually see that they look like a aphid. What to do? Okay. So the organic solution is triple action. Triple action is neem oil. It's great stuff. If you're out in the valley areas, I would start with neem. I always start with this, but if you're out in the valley areas where the grasshoppers just started to hatch, Use indoor, outdoor. This is stronger than neem oil. It's not organic, but it's 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 kind. But this will obliterate thrip and aphids. But it also works on grasshoppers and caterpillars. So in and out insecticide or triple action. Those two. But look for curling leaves. That's mainly one I want to want to get across in this segment because those bugs. It's early yet, and they will do a lot of damage very quickly if you don't do something. That's it for this week. Lisa and I camp out here at Waters Garden Center, and we love talking to fans of the show. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoy this show and would like to hear more, please subscribe to The Mountain Gardener wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you'd like even more garden tips, tricks, and helpful advice, please check out my website at watersgardencenter.com for classes, videos, and more, or my online garden center at top10plants.com. Throughout the week, Lisa and I can be found here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott.